and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. In this week's sermon, the Archbishop shares how to reactivate and realign your prayer life. Discover how to access the tools of restitution to pay back with interest. Discover more prayer strategies at this year's Global Prayer Work Summit in Connecticut from the 19th to the 22nd of July. Register today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of empowerment for you. Be inspired as you listen. Times of refreshing shall come from the presence of God. And that is where the church is right now. We've come into a place in the body of Christ where every now and then through the mighty and great conferences that are held all over the cities of the United States and the nations of our world, we gather every now and then and we receive times and seasons of refreshing and we stay there and enjoy it. But God has called us not to the place of refreshing. He's calling us to a place in God in the moment and in time and in eternity in our day and in our time when we will make a difference because before we were born there were things that were determined of each one of us in the volumes of the books in eternity before we came to earth we are not a mistake we are not an accident we are not here by some calculation of man or circumstances it was determined by judicial determination before we were born to make a difference in our day and in our time somebody say talk to me and the bible goes ahead to say in the 20th verse that that he Jesus Christ who was before preached unto us whom the heavens must receive the heavens must detain if you look at it carefully in the original rendering it means that whom the heavens must detain until 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 the restitutions of all things spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets of God since the world began it means that Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is not coming back today or tomorrow until the restitution of all things prophesied by the mouth of God through his holy prophets. Is anybody hearing me? I said to the church the other day, I said that, I said to the church the other day, I'm not believing God for restoration anymore. I'm believing for restitution because restoration is when you give me back what you took from me. But restitution is when you pay me back with interest over and above and beyond what you took from me. Come on, shout yes. I don't know what you are believing for but I came to tell you that we are behind schedule the church is behind schedule we are behind the timetable of God and it's going to take restitution of all things to bring us up to date and to make us whole is anybody hearing me 
and one of the reasons why we ought to pray and the church need to pray and it's mandatory that the church prays like never before is for the restitution of all things because the heavens would detain him until the restitution of all things spoken by the mouth of God through his holy prophet since the world began that is the reason why the Bible commands that men ought to always pray and not to faint that is why the Bible commands that men ought to pray without ceasing is anybody hearing me say I hear you and I came tonight that you may catch the virus are you hearing me uh, to pray like you have never prayed before because prayer is contagious and I want somebody to catch the virus of prayer not because I have a need I don't pray because I'm broke I don't pray because I need something I pray because I have a revelation that without my prayers the Son of God is not coming back is anybody hearing me if you hear it me lift up your hands and shout yes the Bible makes it clear the Bible makes it clear ladies and gentlemen that prayer is the womb prayer is a womb that takes from eternity the thoughts and the decisions and the determinations of eternity prayer carries from the supernatural into the natural prayer is a womb in which God plans his eternal purposes and prayer births into the realms of the natural from the supernatural what exists in eternity it means that prayer is a vehicle through which God's eternal purposes are carried from eternity into time so that without prayer there is no vehicle to take from eternity into time what God intends to happen in time Jesus said the other day pray our father who act in heaven then he began to talk about how to adore to praise to worship God then he said pray that thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so there are determinations of in eternity about things that God expects to happen in the life of you and I as individual collectively as a people a church a community a nation a city our world our generation and none of these things can come into manifestation or into reality until we go to the place of intercession until we go to the secret place of the most high I had the psalmist said the other day he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the Shekinah of the Almighty Aha, you didn't hear what I said somebody come on lift up your hands and shout yes Somebody lift up both of your hands and talk to the Father for one minute. Stirrings in our spirit. Let the waters break. Let rivers begin to flow like never before. Say amen. I was in Malaysia a few months ago and we had a prayer summit in the city of Kuala Lumpur.
in Malaysia and there was such a great turnout of this meeting and the highways were all packed on the left and on the right and the police had to come in there it was a serious issue and the pastor said we've never had such response and such gathering uh, of such christian such a gathering of, of the christian community in this city like this time and one of the reasons was because we went in there and by the revelation of the holy ghost we took command over the atmospheric heavens and we began to speak we began to speak to the elements to release the east to let the west go to free the south and to let the north give up are you hearing me the inheritance of the church the church will not come into divine inheritance until Zion travails. Are you hearing me, somebody? Ah, you didn't hear what I said. I said the church will not come into his inheritance until Zion travails. Please turn your Bibles with me. Come with me to Psalm 141. Psalm 141. When I'm preaching in church and folks don't know where I'm going, they keep saying, work it out, Papa, work it out. So just, just, just talk to me and I'll work it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 141 and the second verse. Let my prayers be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to experience what the fathers of Christianity experienced in their times and in their days, then we need like never before to begin to send up incense into the nostrils of the father he wants to smell the incense of our prayers are you hearing me somebody he said let my prayers be set forth before thee ah, as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice the other day the bible said Zacharias the high priest was praying at the hour of incense which is the time or the hour of prayer and the bible says an angel of the lord by the name of gabriel appeared in the presence of zacharias the priest and began to reveal and to give him what we call advanced knowledge because prophecy is advanced knowledge prophecy allows you to know things before they come to pass and there are too many people that walk by the letter of the word but don't have a revelation of the letter of the word it's one thing to talk about the letter of the word it's another thing to have a revelation of the letter of the word there are three levels of understanding of scripture there is the physical understanding the spiritual understanding and the celestial understanding the celestial understanding connects you into the original intent for which God said something and for which something was done and instituted we need to lift up incense than never before we have operated on the prayers of the fathers but it is your day and my time and we must we must lift up fresh incense 
into the presence of the father to preserve the next generation we must begin to invest prayer for our children and for our children's children the other day when before David passed David began to pray for Solomon and he began to pray what I call prophetic prayers generational prayers generational prayers he began to pray to the generation of Solomon and one of the things he said he said let the gold of Sheba be given unto him let him have dominion from coast to coast let prayers be offered for him day and night and ladies and gentlemen after that David was dead long ago lying in his grave there was a need of gold to build a temple during that time and the prayers of a dead father caused a stirring in the spirit of the queen of Sheba and she gathered gold and got her camels and her horses and carried gold in response of the prayers of a dead father and brought it to Jerusalem and placed it at the feet of Solomon it wasn't the prayers of Solomon that brought the gold of Sheba it was the prayers of a dead father and every now and then when Solomon will mess up and will violate the laws and the ordinances of God God will say Solomon Solomon but for your father David but for your father but for your father Solomon Solomon but for your father my hands are tied I can't do what I want to do because the prayers of your father is holding my hands it's tying my hands Solomon but for your father David some of you are standing today because of mama's prayer some of you are standing today because of daddy's prayer some of you are standing today because of bishop's prayer and co-pastor's prayer that is the only reason why you survive because you messed up and back for their prayers covering you you wouldn't have been here is anybody hearing me zachariah stood there by the Bible said and the angel of the Lord stood at the right hand side of the altar of incense church angels appear only in response to prayer anytime you see an angel of the Lord come on the scene study the scriptures carefully it was always in response to prayer they come in response to prayer and in response to sacrifice and at the hour of incense at the altar of incense an angel of the Lord appeared and said to Zacharias your wife Elizabeth that is called barren will conceive and began to talk about the coming of John the Baptist he that shall precede the Messiah he that shall come before he that shall come before him and, and make the mountains brought low and the valleys exalted and the crooked places straight and began to reveal by advanced knowledge the mandate and the assignment of John the Baptist and the father said angels you don't understand how to live in the natural as men I, I, I cannot have kids neither can my wife have kids and you don't understand that angels and the angel said you don't understand uh, where I've come from and the angel said in order for you not to mess up 
what God is about to do with your words with unbelieving words in order for you not to inject and to infuse a cast word in this holy thing that is about to be conceived I gotta shut your mouth I gotta make you dumb for a season so that you don't have to speak every now and then God will separate you and I from people and isolate us when we are going through the fire and we don't understand what's going on in order that we don't abort our purpose and we don't miss carry the purposes of God he pulls us away from people and causes people to withdraw from you and to shine your company and to give up on you because nobody knows what is going on in the inside of you when a woman is pregnant the man that sows the seed don't know what's going on inside of her until the day of delivery and God said I'm gonna keep you Shut your mouth when you don't understand what God is doing. I preached a message the other day, Bishop, and I titled the message, I understand that I don't understand what I think I understand. Let me take you to another level. Is anybody hearing me? See, I hear you. The Bible said in the book of Isaiah 68, Isaiah 66, Isaiah 66 and the eighth verse. The Bible said, as soon as Zion, as soon as Zion, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. Ladies and gentlemen, the harvest that is to hit this planet will not come until the church moves away from our place of indiscipline and spiritual laziness to the place of working the purposes of God through agonizing prayers. There are different types and kinds of prayers. When the Bible said, ask and it shall be given, it's talking about the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith is juvenile prayers because the prayer of faith deals with things. The Bible said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe. So the prayer of faith has to do with things. Then he said, seek and ye shall find. It's talking about diligence, taking time, to search and to diligently seek the mind of God and the face of God to know what is on his mind logging into the mind of God and downloading his thoughts into your spirit to be able to interpret what is on his mind then he said knock and it shall be open that is talking about violent prayers that is aggressive prayers are you hearing me somebody and the Bible said from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force somebody shout force somebody say devil take your hands off my miracle take your hands off take your hands off my body take your hands off my baby give me back my baby give me back my miracle give me back my finances I want my money and I want it now I want my baby and I want it now come on lift up your hands and shout yes 
my water is breaking I feel the breaking of my water I feel a movement of my baby and my miracle in the inside of me Jesus said the other day out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water are you hearing me somebody I command the rivers inside to flow let the rivers flow from within like never before touch your stomach and say rivers flow out of me to the nations for as soon as Zion travail she brought forth ladies and gentlemen there cannot be a bringing forth without a travail the Bible said in Isaiah 53 and the 11 verse the Bible said he shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied church through spiritual satisfaction is a result of travail the reason why there are so many folks in church who are dissatisfied and they wake up in the morning and their day is determined by their feelings determined by their emotions is because so many folks are in traveling but the Bible said he will see the travail of his soul and be satisfied when a woman is in travail there is no joy it's pain and it's painful but when the woman push at that hour and at that moment in eternity when eternity infuses capability to release from eternity into time that life satisfaction comes joy comes smile comes on the face of a mother when she sees the baby that she's carried inside of her for 40 weeks and one of the reasons why there is no satisfaction in church is because there are so many folks in church who have carried their baby and is long overdue because when a woman carries a seed you see she carries it for 40 weeks and on the 40th week it is the beginning of taking in the seed when a woman is pregnant she's in her season but on the 40th week she's in her due season now in the due season she gotta get that thing she's carrying out of her by making demands on herself and allowing herself to release what she's carried that weight and that miracle in the inside now on the 40th week if she's unable to release that miracle ladies and gentlemen she has two weeks window of opportunity to get that miracle out of her after the 42nd week her life and the life of the baby is in danger because the stomach and the womb is not designed to carry that baby and miracle after the 42nd week Week. and I came tonight with special divine skills are you hearing me somebody to induce somebody because somebody needs to be induced spiritually because you've carried this miracle for too long and it's time for this thing to be downloaded are you hearing me somebody I came to help you to download this baby because you've carried it for too long say yes say yes true satisfaction is the product of intercession
You know, Bishop, the Lord was speaking to me about the hurricanes. A pastor called me from South Bend, Indiana today and said, you remember five years ago, you said that there was going to come a lot of attacks on the cities of the United States through water. She said, I just played the tape and I remember what you said. I, I said, send me the tape. Hurricane is not a judgment from God. It's a principality. It's a marine power that is activating by satanic covenants in the marine world. And when people serve the gods of the waters and make sacrifices with their children to the gods of the waters and they die and the sacrifices stop, the tokens of the covenant ends when the fathers or the mothers died. After generations, the devil claims, he comes, he comes to claim, and when he comes to claim, he's not talking about restoration, he's talking about restitution. So that for all the tokens that was not given to the enemy, the enemy comes to claim through the elements. Joshua the other day was fighting three kings. And by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he perceived that the power base of these three kings were in the sun and the moon because they served the God, the God of the moon and the sun God. So Joshua said, I will not deal with you. I will go to the source of your power, the origin of your power. And Joshua turned to the sun and to the moon. And that is what we call governmental prayers. And he said to the sun and the moon, I shut you down and I stop your activities until further notice. Stay where you are, proceed no further according to my word. And when he shut down the power of the moon and the sun, the kings were disorganized. They were confused. They were unable to function. I was in a city called in the Virgin Islands, Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, some years ago, about 10 years ago, speaking for a pastor called Leo Collimore. And I was teaching about speaking to the elements. The hurricane thing is going to hit not just Houston. It's going to attack other cities of the United States. It will target Washington DC in months to come if the church don't rise up and begin to come together to pray prophetically to place divine injunctions on the activities of the enemy attacking the gates of our cities and attacking our families and place an injunction on the enemy and lift up a standard and tell the enemy you will not trespass and this is how far you go the enemy will begin to invade and destroy the cities and it is not the judgment of God, it is the ignorance of the church. God takes no pleasure in destruction. We are not under the Mosaic covenant, we are under the new covenant. This is the dispensation of grace. This is not the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. The blood speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. 
the churches got to rise up and realize that this is not a time for refreshing but it's the time of restitution of everything that was prophesied and spoken by the mount of God through his holy angels through since the world began and please understand ladies and gentlemen that Jesus is not coming back until the restitution of all things spoken about you and I and the church and the nations since the world began so the heavens would detain him until then please realize that nothing happens until we pray nothing happens until we pray let me show you something turn your bibles with me come with me to the book of acts chapter 5 Come with me to the book of Acts chapter 5. Hallelujah. The 17 and the 18 verse, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And yet he prayed earnestly. Earnest prayers means in prayer he prayed. Earnest prayer means heartfelt prayers that it might not rain that it might not rain my God and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months look at the 18 verse and he prayed what somebody talk to me and he prayed what use the word and he prayed what somebody talk to me and he prayed what Look at, look at, look at James chapter 5 and the 18 verse. Everybody look at the 18 verse. And he prayed. And he prayed. He prayed again. Everybody say again. He prayed. He prayed. Talk to me. He prayed. He prayed. Church, I want you to look at somebody. And tell them, I know you've been praying, but I came to tell you pray again. Listen to me. Look at me. The Bible said he prayed again. He prayed again. You ought to pray again. You have to pray again. There is nothing wrong about repetition. The faith people, Bishop, condemn us for repetition prayers. But there's nothing wrong about repetition. Because I found out in the Bible that the word made flesh Jesus, the master himself, prayed the same thing three times. In the Garden of Gethsemane, in the book of Mark, the 14th chapter, reading from the 35th verse to the 41 verse, the Bible said he went forward ahead of the disciples and prayed for an hour. And said, Father, oh, Father, all things are possible with thee. And, and if it is possible with thee, then let this cup pass away. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou willeth. Then came back and the disciples were sleeping. Then he went back the second time. The Bible said he prayed the same thing. Came back and went back the third time and prayed the same thing. So there is nothing wrong when you praying the same prophetic word that God gave you. We've been praying a particular word for instance in certain cities in Africa I deal with. God gave us a word and he said son I'm about to send rain to the land. And so we take the prophetic word and we say, Lord, let it rain. 
let the rain fall heavily according to the word of the Lord let it rain let it rain let the rain come oh Lord let it rain let it rain according as you have spoken and promised Lord send the rain let it rain there is nothing wrong about that that is diligence commitment steadfastness devotion to the word of the Lord is anybody hearing me now the Bible said he prayed again and the heavens gave rain now now hear me when did the heavens give the heavens saw the need and the famine in the land but the heavens didn't respond to the need and to the famine until prayers incense went up and when prayers was offered up to the father heaven responded with the rain so heaven does not give until rain until prayer goes up and rain does not come until prayer goes up prayer is the only legal convertible currency that allows you and I to go into the storehouse of heaven and claim and buy anything we want we go with prayer in exchange for anything we want in heaven and heaven will grant it but until prayer goes up heaven does not give and the heavens gave when he prayed again the Bible said in the book of first Kings the 18th chapter that God said to Elijah I'm sending rain to the earth and Elijah said to Ahab thus says the Lord I hear the sound of abundance of rain but the Bible said then Elijah went to the top of Camel and he put his face between his knees the state of travail and he said to his servant go see and come tell me if you see a sign of what I had from God so the servant came for the first time he said master I don't see a sign of what you had I don't think you had from God I've been with you all these years I respect you Bishop but I think you miss it this time around and I can hear Elijah saying son shut your big mouth when you don't understand it means that you are not yet ready for revelation you see revelation is higher than understanding and we when you don't understand something it means that you haven't yet come of age for God to give you a revelation about what you don't understand revelation are given to men not boys because revelation revelation produces confidence courage and authority revelation gold passes the intelligence and the logic and the philosophy of man revelation gives you the audacity to say that says the law tomorrow morning by this time is anybody hearing me revelation gives you the authority to stand before the king and to say to ahab tomorrow morning by the, according to my word there shall be no rain three years six months have a good day see you i was in an african nation recently and i was preaching and the word of the lord came to me expressly and the lord said he said there is somebody from the office of the president in the service 
Then he said, tell him to go tell the president. In 24 hours, I'll give him a miracle about the situation. So the guy stood up and he went and told the president. So the president sent for me after the service and I went. And he said, uh, are you the prophet from Ghana? I said, no, I'm a servant of God. I'm, I serve God. And whatever God wants to do with me, I yield myself to him. Titles don't work with me that much. I'm an archbishop and the only reason why I'm an archbishop is because the word ach means head. And I have a lot of bishops under me I consecrated who are bishops under me, sons of my bishops, many of them. And so the word act means head, head elder, head deacon, head pastor, head bishop simply means that act bishop means you're a head bishop of other bishops. That's all it means, a presiding bishop. So we, we don't, the anointing is not in the titles. The anointing resides in your consecration. The anointing resides in consecration. I was preaching the other day and I said, Samson didn't lose his strength when his hair was removed. He lost his strength when he lost his consecration. As long as your consecration is intact, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you and what men say, the anointing will answer the enemy. So the president said, what did you say? And I said, that says the Elyon, the ancient of days. And I said, the Lord said tomorrow morning, 24 hours right about now, he will give you a miracle about that situation and that unresolved situation will be resolved. He said to me, when are you leaving for Ghana? And I said, I'm leaving tonight. He said, I forbid you. You are not leaving to Ghana till that word come to pass. I said, Lord have mercy, this guy don't play. Bishop, I said, God, it better be you now. <laughs> so I call all the folks, I said, you all got to fast. I said, go on and fast right now because I'm in bad trouble. I said, this is not good. Within 20, we prayed all night. And I said, God, you got to do something now. This is your word. Your name is on the line, not my name. I said, that says the L. Leon. I didn't say Nicholas Duncan Williams. I said, the L. Leon. it is your name. And ladies and gentlemen, by 12 noon the next day, the president had a call. The rebels have surrounded and they are willing to talk, to come to the table. For three years, they won't do it. Within 24 hours, God gave them a miracle. We became friends. Anytime he's in Washington, the embassy will call me and say, your friend is coming to town, he wants to have dinner with you. The other day I was having dinner with him in his suite and some, his ambassador and some dignitaries came to see him and he said, tell them that I am with my pastor and I can't see them now. Are you hearing me? I was in Ghana some few years back when General Basenjo escaped from prison under Apache's rule. 
And I went to the Golden Tulip to have breakfast. On my way out, I saw one of the senators of state. And he said, it's a long time since we've seen you. I was talking to the president the other day about you, that you don't live in the country like uh, you used to. And I said, well, I'm doing a lot of apostolic missions all over the world. And he said, guess who is in town? And I said, who? And he said, General Basanjo Urishegu from Nigeria. I said, give him my love and tell him our prayers are with him. I went to the council to see the vice president. When I came back, the general had called and he said, Bishop, let's have dinner at the Nigerian embassy tonight. So I said, I'll be there. So I got in there at eight o'clock and I was asked to bless the food and to pray for the gathering, all the, everybody who was anybody in the country was there. And when I took the microphone, I heard the voice of the Lord and he said, son, declare that this meeting is a very important meeting. And he said, say, that the destinies of nations are being decided tonight. And at that meeting was General Basanjo, who is now the president of Nigeria, and opposite him is the, was President John Ajekun Kufour, who wasn't a president at that time in Ghana. It was President Rawlings who was in power. He wasn't then a president, and he was sitting opposite of General Basanjo. So when General Basanjo stood up, he said, what the bishop said is very prophetic. After the meeting, we went to pray for a lady who is a friend, a family friend of General Basanjo, and she's been bleeding. She took in a seat and she's been bleeding for months and they can't stop the bleeding. And the general said, come with me, let's go pray for the lady. When we got in there, she said, I'm blessed today. I see you on television, but I've never seen you that close. And I said, what is your problem? She said, I've been bleeding heavily and they don't know what is wrong and it looks like I'm gonna lose my baby. The Lord said, touch her hands. As I touch her hand, I felt infusion. And she said, she said, she said, I feel fire going through my body. That was it. The blood dried up immediately. And she had her baby. After the meeting, General Basson just said, let's go to my hotel and pray. So we went to his hotel to pray. While we were praying, I saw him lifted in the spirit. So I said, General, do you have any political ambition? He said, not at my age. I want to stay in my farm in Ota. I have no political ambition. 20 years ago, I was the head of state of Nigeria. I said, I don't think so. It looks like God has uh, some hidden agenda under his sleeve. He said, what are you seeing? I said, you are going back to power. There's an unfinished business. You got to go back to power. He said, it has to be God. I said, watch God. Six months after, Dr. Maurice Arolo invited me to Nigeria to speak to 7,000 pastors in the city of Lagos. Whilst I was ministering with other ministers of God in the city, I finished preaching. I was going to sit down, Bishop, and the Lord said, take the microphone, go back, and declare that General Basanjo Orishegu shall be the next president of Nigeria that will lead them to the next millennium. And I said, no, I can't do that, not here in Lagos. Bishop, you've been to Nigeria, I'm partly, for those of you who are from Nigeria, I'm partly, my grandmother on my mother's side is a Yoruba from Abekuta. So I know the, and I went to Bible school in Nigeria, so I know the region very, very well. So I said, not this time, under a military rule in Nigeria, you don't do things like that, it doesn't make sense. And there was an injunction on party politics in Nigeria at that time, it was under the rule of Abu Bakr because Abacha had just died. And you don't do things like that. 
So I said, Lord, mm -mm. and the Lord said, you are afraid. And I said, yes, I'm afraid. And he said, but I haven't given you the spirit of fear. So I said, okay, you win. So I called my armor bearer and I said to him, go to Sharatin, check me out, meet me at the airport with my bag. Tell the driver to start the car. When you go to Lagos, you understand what I'm saying. My brothers there, they don't play. So I said, everybody stand and they stood and I said, join your hands. Nobody moves because the security people are always among the crowd. So I said, join your hands. God is going to move here right now. Nobody moves. So I said, hold somebody's hands tight. Your miracle is in that person's hand. Don't lose it. So I said, that says the LLO. General Basanjo Urisegu shall be the next president of Nigeria that will lead Nigeria into the next millennium and will become a father over many African presidents on the continent. Everybody was quiet. Nobody said a word. And I said, let us pray. When they bowed their head, Bishop, I said to the master of ceremony, I said, brother, the anointing is on you. Lead the prayer. When they started praying, I went through the back door. I jumped in the car and I told the driver, I said, brother, move this thing. I got to the airport, Nigerian Airways have left, Ghana Airways have left. There was only one first class seat on Lufthansa. And I said, I will take it. Then they said, we cannot take you because we don't have traffic right unless you are a diplomat. I said, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador. You don't understand what I was doing. You should have been there. Sometimes when you are desperate, find out from Abraham why he told the king that Sarah was the sister and not the wife. Sometimes when you are desperate, you do crazy things. And it takes God and it takes revelation to deliver you. So I said I was an ambassador. He didn't ask me of my diplomatic passport he issued. He asked me my name. I said, I am Ambassador Duncan Williams. <laughs> so he issued a ticket. He said, Your Excellency. And I said, Yes. <laughs> now, I did not lie because the Bible says, Now are we the ambassadors of Christ. I know you know your scriptures. You tell me God hates liars and lying. The Bible says, now nah, we're there. So I'm an ambassador. So I say, yes. So I, I gave him the money. He gave me my ticket. He didn't even look at my passport. When I was entering the plane, he said, uh, Your Excellency, of what nation do you represent? I thought a minute and I said, I am an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. The guy just shook his head. He didn't see anything. And my armor bearer said to me, how about me? And I said, you, nobody's interested in you. You can stay. I'll see you in Ghana the next day. So I flew to Ghana. And some of my friends in Nigeria started emailing me and said, that was a false prophecy. It can never happen. And people started blasting me and said, you never preach in Nigeria again. That prophecy can never happen. 
And I said, by prohibition orders, you are prohibited to speak and to utter a word unto further notice. Because the sign of a true prophet is that what he says come to pass. And I said, the ban on party politics has not been lifted. The election has not taken place and we don't know the outcome of it. So as of now, you are restricted and prohibited to whatever your argument is until the election is over. The rest is history. Are you hearing me? Now, if we will spend time, we will hear God. The Bible said, call upon me and I will answer. Then I will reveal to you things that will blow your mind. Elijah told the servant, go look, come tell me what you see. And the Bible said he went into seven dimensions of prayer. And on the seventh dimension of prayer, the servant came and said, I see a little hand like a cloud. And he said, that is the sign. He said, talking for good, that is okay for me. The problem with the church is when the prophetic word comes, we run to see the manifestation. But Elijah didn't go after it. He tarried in prayer. And it was in the place of intercession and prayer and travail that the prophetic word was given birth to. And the word became flesh. How did the word become flesh? Through the travail of a virgin by the name of Mary. And the word became flesh. How? The word was implanted in the womb of a virgin. And she travailed. And by travail, the word, the prophetic word spoken in Genesis, the seed of the woman. Women have eggs, they don't have seed. So the seed came from heaven. And that seed which came from heaven was the blood that overcame the devil in heaven. For there was war in heaven and the blood overcame. We overcome the devil by the blood, not by the anointing. We destroy his yoke by the anointing, but overcome by the blood. And God said, I want the blood to go down. And the blood was transported from eternity under angelic escorts and was brought down to earth planted in the womb of a woman that had to travail and when she travailed the prophetic word became flesh in order for the word of the Lord concerning this house and this city and you and I and our family and our kids to become flesh to become a reality we got to stop reasoning it out we have to stop talking about it and we got to go to the place of travail to birth the word so that the word becomes flesh in our lives stand on your feet give God praise are you praising God Can somebody just praise him? Can somebody just give him praise? Will somebody lift up both hands right now? Without shame and begin to talk to the father for a minute or two. Talk to the father right now. Just open your mouth and talk to him. Shada guda visit. Look at me, church. Church, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You have to move away from whispering prayers to speaking. Amen. 
there are dimensions of intercession where you speak to the father God and then you move from the third heaven to the second heaven and you speak to the enemy and then you come to the atmospheric heavens and you speak to elements Jesus spoke to the fig tree he spoke to the sea and to the wind and Joshua spoke to the moon and the sun and we can speak to things I remember 10 years ago there was a hurricane that was coming called Hurricane Lewis in St. Thomas I went to preach for Dr. Leo Collimore and I was leaving the city the day before the hurricane and the Lord said stay and I said stay and I did at 12 midnight the day before the hurricane hit the waters of St. Thomas the Lord said go on the terrace stand there and as I stood there I felt the presence of an angel of the Lord and the Lord said dispatch him to hold the hurricanes and the waters and divert it from the waters of St. Thomas and I did it and I told you call him I said it will not come to St. Thomas he said but it's on the news it's, it's going to hit our island and and they were ready for it and I said it's not coming here I was watching CNN it was coming from another place called St. Martin to St. Thomas and it was on the waters coming fierce and then I heard the commentator and he said interesting interesting wait a minute it's turning it's turning it's turning from the shores of St. Thomas and it went to Costa Rica 10 years ago check it out you see these are not stories prayer works wonders there is a dimension of authority that the church is not working in Tonight, I want to dare you to, to climb up to another dimension in your prayer work with God. And you will see mountains move. And the enemy will bow. And you don't have to defend yourself. The anointing will answer for you. Lift up both of your hands right now. Will you talk to the Father for one minute with some passion? I want to hear your voice. Shaka the house. I want to hear you with some passion talking to the Father. Hey, somebody cry out. Somebody cry out. Somebody cry out to the Father. Cry out to the Father. Tell him, take me, Lord, to another level. Take me to another level. Somebody cry out. Kadavo shitadavo sabas. La praka di stele vodu di di via cavondos. Sheitu kudi iviandos. Somebody cry out. Tell God, loose me. Release me. Free me. Free my prayer life. Set my prayer life free. Untie me, Lord. Release the unction and the anointing of intercession and prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to give me a minute of your attention. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or Call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, 
Thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.